back, bitches. I've missed all of you so much. Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I'm so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or mental health professional first. Before we get to the episode, so far I've given you over 70 episodes and over a year and a half of free content. So please support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating wherever you listen and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And always remember to hit the follow button so new apps pop up on your podcast player automatically. You guys, uh, I've been doing great with ratings and reviews, and I really appreciate them all. They've been at a little bit of a standstill. So again, if you like everything, please go on and uh, do that solid for me. Today's topic is UC Stress Flare, Mold Toxicity Update, and Lemons versus limes. <laughs> this is what I have chosen to come back with after six weeks of not talking to you. And I think it's going to be a good episode, feeling good, feeling good about the new year. Uh, so far, it's been interesting. You are about to hear about what happened in January. And uh, yeah, if you hear the title stress flare, I think that should give you some signals. Okay, first, I just want to say that Instagram drives me bonkers. And here's why is I do not receive messages or I receive them days to weeks later. And this keeps happening. So some of you have messaged me these lovely messages or asking for advice or something like that. And you'll see that I don't respond for a week. It's not because of me. It's because, and, and by the way, I do have notifications set up on my phone, but for some reason, when you go under requests, it doesn't show. So now I'm trying to check requests a couple times a week to make sure I don't have any. So Instagram is a F job, not my fault. I usually try to reply right away. So I apologize if you've been a victim of that. <laughs> Let's say you DM'd me on Instagram and it's been almost a week, five business days. That's super unusual. So just email me at freespiritpodcasts, that's with an S, at gmail.com and I will get back to you because I seem to always receive, hopefully knock on wood, my emails. All right, let's get started with January. Okay, so January 2024 was not a great month for me. Part of it was fine. And then part of it was just incredible amounts of stress. Uh, here in the Northeast, I live in New York in the United States, and we just have had a really dreary January. It's very strange. Sometimes January is very sunny. Yes, it's cold, but it's very sunny some years. And then you'll get an odd year. And this is one of them. 2020 was the last one where it's just dreary. You're not seeing the sun for days. And in the last two weeks of January, I'm not even kidding, we were not seeing the sun for probably two weeks. It was that bad. Now we're fine. Now we're in February. It's nice and sunny and beautiful and normal. So <laughs> we're all back to you know, our cheery selves. But this is something that happens occasionally, and it really reflected my mood. So here's what happened. Craig, my husband, went away for almost two weeks, which is not a big deal. He travels sometimes. 
but he's never gone for that long. And of course, in those two weeks, we get five storms. So you fuckers that are in Palm Springs listening, (laughs) and I know who you are. Uh, I hate you right now. And I am so jealous. And I always tell my husband, when he retires January through March, we are going to go somewhere else or I am going to go somewhere else because it's really hard here January through March. The rest of the seasons, the rest of the months are absolutely gorgeous and everyone would want to live here. So anyway, I digress. So we had five storms and the first storm started on the day my husband was supposed to leave. So he had to leave a day early, which sucked. And then the storm just came barreling in. We thought we were going to get five, six inches of snow, which isn't a big deal. I know for some of you listening out in the desert, you're like, whoa, that's a lot. But for us here, five, six inches of snow is pretty manageable. But we ended up getting 12 inches or a foot of snow. And I didn't have any support. We didn't really plan for it. And um, something happened with our snowplow person, long story, I didn't get plowed out. So I own a farm, as you guys know, and I have to get to two barns. I have to feed cows. I have to make paths to their feed bunks, to the barns, to the water tanks, everything. And it was an absolute cluster. I was shoveling for, I would say, probably combined. That day, it was probably five hours. And then... I, yeah, and then I would say the next days, maybe add on another hour or two. It was no joke. It was like a day of shoveling because I just didn't, well, we didn't prepare. And then I had my neighbor come over that first day and help me. So that was good. But it was crazy paths (laughs) everywhere. You're walking along these narrow paths. And then to give water to the cows, we use hoses and they hook up to the house so they don't freeze or, or that line from the house doesn't freeze. But then the hoses froze. So I was like, fuck, now I have no way <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of getting the cow's water. And I was shoveling in snow and I was grabbing buckets from the pond. It turned into just craziness. I was able to bring the hoses inside and they thawed out and then I could use them the next day. But you're talking about really heavy hoses that have frozen water in them. So I was getting a workout times about a thousand. During this time, I went to my acupuncturist and I was working physically nonstop. So I'm doing all the farm work. I'm doing all the shoveling I'm doing the whole thing with the hoses. It just was so crazy physically for me. And the good news about it was my acupuncturist said, listen, your pulse is really good. And even though you have adrenal fatigue, that's normal. If you didn't have autoimmune, you would still have the same adrenal fatigue from doing all this work. And you're doing great. So that was at least the, the little rainbow or the little sunshine in my shit storm. But um, when my husband was gone, it was a nonstop cortisol spike because here's what happened. So we had that storm and then we had four other storms behind it. They weren't snow, but they were wind storms. And I think one was a combined wind rainstorm. All I was doing was checking the weather 
every single second, stressing out. We do have a generator, but I was stressing out if we lost power and I lost internet because then I my hands are tied. Then I can't do anything. And especially if I want to record, I can't do anything. So it was just nonstop. We had a windstorm that knocked out the power and it was just, it was not good. I emotionally did not handle it well at all. It was like I had fallen back into the J I was 10 years ago. I was angry. I was stressed. I was flipping out on my husband when we were talking. He's in Tokyo. I'm here. And I just didn't handle anything well. And I have to say, (laughs) I'm a little ashamed of how I handled things. But I just, it was a moment. It was a moment. You know, I'm not perfect. On top of that, I should, you know what, I'm going to mention it in this episode. I'll go into it a little more in another episode because I'd like to go into it thoroughly. But I tried an herb for brain fog that worked horribly. It was a tincture. It came highly recommended to me. And it actually gave me all these panic attacks. And that was happening late December. And then I had remnants of it going into January. And it was just, it was this perfect storm. So then (laughs) to make things even better, I fell off the wagon because I was eating horribly because of stress. Okay, so I found these organic peanut butter cups, not Justin's. I don't like the ingredients in Justin's, sorry, but I don't. And they had really good ingredients. And I swear on my life, you guys, I was eating four of them a day. No joke, four of them a day. I found these crackers that I had gotten from my husband that had, I think they had really good ingredients. And then they had extra virgin olive oil instead of the normal industrial seed oils. I was eating them. I normally don't eat gluten. I was eating bread. (laughs) I normally don't eat bread. So you see where I'm going with all this, right? And then to top it off, the grand finale, I had some of these sugary hearts. Again, I don't really eat sugar for Valentine's Day, and I don't eat processed shit like that. Let me tell you, that was the thing (laughs) that took me down. The Valentine's Day candy took me down because what happened was when my husband got home, I was still eating badly. It took me a couple weeks to get out of it, or maybe not a couple weeks, but maybe like a week and a half or something to get out of that bad, you know, those bad habits. Then on top of it, I did a breath work workshop, which I am going to talk about when I come back with Two Inches Off the Ground. For those of you that listen to Two Inches Off the Ground, my metaphysical podcast, that is coming back, which I'm excited. I'm thinking either March next month or very early April. Haven't decided yet, but I will be talking about this life-changing and amazing breathwork workshop I did, but it stirred up my ego. It stirred up a lot of anger. It stirred up a lot of memories. So on one hand, it was the most, one of the most profound experiences of my life. And then on the other hand, all that happened. So it was just everything at once. And what happened was I descended into a leaky gut flare. I had mucus in my poo. That's always a first sign for me. I had mushy poo. And then I had blood for only a couple of days. And I know it's hemorrhoid blood because it's a leaky gut type of thing. And I was feeling the electric shocks in my gut and my colon. And also I was getting, I forgot to write this down, but I was getting a dull headache. I had a dull headache 
for days. So I would wake up, let's say for 10 days and had this dull headache upon waking. So that was another symptom. And then my allergies were bothering me as well. So it was almost like I was having a little bout of seasonal allergies. And that's when I know things are really bad in my gut. What I mean by seasonal allergies is, for example, I go in my truck, which might be a little dustier, my husband's truck, and normally it wouldn't bother me, but then I feel those allergies. So that's what I mean. But this time I did not freak out. I said to myself, okay, this is information and I know what to do. I have the knowledge of what to do. And I did my whole leaky gut protocol. I did the L-glutamine, which I do anyway, but you know, I stepped it up. I was doing more of the probiotics. I was obviously cutting out all the sugar and <laughs> all the gluten and all that stuff. I was eating more bone broth. And I was already feeling better after several days. I know it will take a couple weeks to feel 100% better. And that's the risk I took, but it was just really stressful. And I did not think that I was capable of descending into something like that with all the knowledge I have and the education. And I come on here and I tell you guys all these things, but apparently I can, and I did. (laughs) And uh, it happened. And I always want to be honest with you and tell you, hey, this is know, this is what happens. And I do, I think it will happen again, uh, possibly. I've just learned to be easier on myself, realize it was a moment, realize that I'm going to get out of it. Knowledge is power and I will get back to where I was and I'm almost there. So let's move on to my mold toxicity update. Uh, I had an appointment in December, actually early December, 2023 with Dr. Pegg that I never talked about because then I went on hiatus. If you guys don't know, uh, Dr. Pegg is my mold toxicity or SIRS, chronic inflammatory response syndrome doctor. You can find out all about her. If you go back to episode 43, I did an interview with her. She's amazing. So when you go and you get these checkups, you have to you have to take 19 vials of blood. I think last time I told you guys it was 11 and this time I actually counted, it was 19. So that's a lot. I, for being a tiny little person, I feel fine. I don't need a cookie. I don't, I didn't feel faint. I don't feel any, I feel like I can move on with my day. So that was something that was kind of cool. The good news when all my numbers came back is all of them were great except for one. My most impressive was my VEGF, which basically means my cells are on point. Dr. Pegg said she hasn't seen such improvement in such a short amount of time in a patient ever. That was a huge win and a huge compliment. So I know I'm on the right track. Uh, I just want to say too that I just said all my numbers were great except for one. Not all my numbers were perfect, so we're going to get to that. That's uh, that's something I want to mention in a second. My MSH is still low. That's that group of hormones um, that has a lot to do with the toxins, the toxins in my sinuses, the Marcons, all of that. When I talked about that, still low. It has only improved a touch. It should be in the high 20s, and I'm at 15.5, so I have a ways to go. I was originally at 14.8, so it has moved, it has improved, but 
not enough to say, okay, that's a significant improvement. And I was told many times this will take a while to improve. I'm still testing a little high for candida and my leptin still has to improve a little and same with my red blood cells. But these tests, Dr. Pegg was not worried about at all. She said I was just a little outside of the norm. And she says that blood tests, as long as you're kind of, you know, in the norm, you're doing pretty well. So I just want to say that. I also got my Marcons tested and I definitely have them and I'm on nasal sprays as you, as you know, and I can't remember if I mentioned this the last time, but Dr. Pegg added collodial silver to those nasal sprays. So I'm now taking three. I'm taking the Exlear, which I've talked about, the EDTA, which I've talked about. And then when I take the EDTA, I take the collodial silver and you have to be really careful with all of this, because again, this can really mess you up. I just want to make this prediction for 2024 into 2025. So the hot topic, right, is our gut biome. I guarantee you, and I've probably said this before, that the next hot topic is going to be the nasal biome, the lung biome, it's all connected. I, ha- I just have this feeling and that's what we're dealing with, with the Marcons and the sinuses and getting the toxins out of there, getting the staph bacteria. The only other thing that I found strange and Dr. Pegg found strange is I test as if I've been on a ton of antibiotics for Lyme and I haven't had Lyme, knock on wood, and I have not been on any antibiotics for them. But I have so much resistance to antibiotics because they do that testing too that she said, you've, you've never had limes, you've, you've never been on um, any sort of antibiotics for limes or anything else. I said, no. I said, even as a child, my mom was a nurse. She didn't like antibiotics, which was unusual for the 70s and the 80s. So as a child born in that era, I was hardly on antibiotics. And she's mystified by it. But Jessica Johnson, my natural doctor from episode 45, she had told me that she's the same way. Some people, she's just, some people are just naturally resistant to these antibiotics and that's how you are. So, uh, I guess that's how I am. Another thing that Dr. Pegg found strange was when we did the MRI brain scan neuroquant, and I've talked about it in two other episodes, I tested high for mold and she was surprised because she said, none of your symptoms indicate severe mold. And also you improving so quickly does not indicate severe mold. So I think you can test out of eight. When you do that scan, what happens is you take those numbers and then you go to survivingmold.com, you plug in the numbers, and then they give you your mold score. It goes from zero to eight. And I registered as six. And Dr. Pegg was shocked. She said, I thought you were going to be more like a two or a four. I don't know how this is possible, but I guess it is. And I'm also not being exposed to mold. None of it sometimes makes sense. So hopefully that mold score will go down. That's why we added the collodial silver, the EDTA. If things do not improve and my next appointment is mid-March, then I have a feeling I'm going to have to go to the big dog, which is the VIP spray, which is super expensive and it has to be frozen all the time and the whole thing. So if I have to do that for a few months, then 
that's what I have to do. I'm just uh, mentally preparing for that. And just a little warning, if you do have these tests, I am having trouble getting some of these tests done. New York State no longer performs the C4A, which tells you if you are currently exposed to mold. So just be forewarned, the C4A is a real pain in the ass for these lab technicians to do. It has to stay frozen. It has to stay cold in a certain amount of time. And then you can only take the specimen this time and this time, and it has to stay in a fridge. And, you know, there's shortages everywhere. I hate to say it, but we just never came back after COVID. And I think a lot of people have left these jobs that they don't want to do anymore, which totally understandable. And because of that, it's lack of support with their staff and uh, they can't get everything done. So they stopped these C4A for New York State. So just so you know, things are being weird with my uh, insurance company too. I'm... I've been trying to deal with this one test since October. I've been trying to ask for a code review because I submitted wrong codes. And let me tell you, this is a an American thing. Yeah, so just be forewarned. And I went to Dr. Pegg this time. I, I went through her assistant and I said to her, listen, can we please just get the tests that need to be done that are absolutely mandatory? Otherwise, I don't see the point in doing them. For example, I get this testing that's very extensive limes testing. We know I don't have limes. Again, knock on wood. <laughs> so I don't know why I need to keep getting this test. And she was cool. She said, don't even worry about the blood work. We have enough blood work on you. We can repeat it in a year, um, maybe the MSH six months, and that's it. So I was very happy with that. I am going to repeat the VCS test, which you can take on survivingmold.com. You guys might want to look into it. I've talked about it many times. It's $15, guys. And that will tell you if you have been exposed to mold, if you're at risk, if it's something you should really explore. So yeah, I'm taking that again and handing in those results. And then I'm also doing another Marcon's test where it's just like a COVID test. You take a Q-tip, you shove it up your nose, you swirl it around, and then you send it in. And that tells Dr. Pegg how bad I am with mold still, how many toxins I have up in my nasal sinuses. The takeaway for me is I'm doing so much right I really am, but I do have to work on that MSH and I have to make it simple, right? That's what I always think about is just make it simple. All I have to do right now is raise my MSH, which is very hard to do. I've been told that time and time again, I have to keep a positive attitude about it. And I also am really going hard on the metaphysical stuff. Again, I know this is not a metaphysical podcast. And if you want, I'm going to be talking about that a lot on two inches off the ground. But I'm really going hardcore on that really going hardcore on meditations, taking things out of my body. When I did that breath work, the response I got was just insane. It was like my body felt perfect. Didn't last, unfortunately, but it was just the best feeling. I was sweating all over. And the breathwork person said that I was just releasing a lot of things. So I felt that was good for me. I also, I've talked about it before and I still haven't done it, but I'm going to look into cold exposure, which is supposedly very helpful to MSH. 
My friend's naturopath friend, I had asked her about it and she said, yeah, cold exposure is really good for MSH. And I said, it's cold in this house all the time. Does that count? So I wake up, I'm in reasonable heat and then I go into the cold and she's like, no, you have to do it through ice or through cold water. Haven't done it yet, but I think I might move on to that. And then the last thing I want to talk about is lemons versus limes in Ayurveda, because this is so fascinating to me. And I'd heard it before, but now I realize I'm a guinea pig for this. In the science of Ayurveda, and again, I've talked about it on other episodes, so just look that up. Lemons and limes are considered two very different fruit because they have very different responses in the body. Now, in the U.S., I don't know about any other part of the world, but in the U.S., we kind of think of lemons and limes as synonymous, and they're not because they have different reactions in the body. And in Ayurveda, they say lemons are actually very heating. So if you already have a hot body makeup, right, um, we call it a dosha in Ayurveda, if you already have that, it's called pitta, and you add more heat, that's not good. So it's almost like having a UC flare. You have a UC flare, that means there's too much heat in the colon, and then you add a heating pad to that. Remember when I did that episode with Joanne Pavin, and she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. That was the worst thing you could have done. And it is the worst thing because you're adding heat to heat. It's the same thing or can be the same thing with a lot of lemons. Meanwhile, in Ayurveda, limes are very cooling. I was drinking a lot of lemon water, a lot. And I kept having this just uncomfortable feeling in my gut. It was not stopping. And then I read about this and I switched to limes and now I feel so much better. Now there is no uncomfortable feeling in my gut. So I just want to tell everyone that. Think about that. If you're someone who drinks lemon water all the time, if you are constantly putting lemon on your food and you're like, wait, I have this weird response in my colon or my stomach, you might want to switch to limes because they're cooling. Research it. Just look up Ayurveda lemons versus limes. All right. So for next week, Thursday, February 15th, I am starting my root causes of IBD series. So get excited. I had announced it in Natural Awakenings, which is really cool. So this series will probably go on for three to four weeks. And uh, yeah. If you have gained any knowledge, insight, or comfort from these episodes, please support the podcast. Buy my UC ebook, my meditations, and donate. All the links are in the show notes. In my household, when we have a perfect shit, you know when it slides out of your body, it's a perfect color and solidly formed, and you're so proud of yourself that you turn around the toilet and go, wow, we call that a green heart. I wish everyone a green heart day.